And welcome to the Scale of Wisdom podcast brought to you by the Batul Foundation. In this episode we are going to speak about commerce, at-tijara. Understanding balance and the middle way is essential to grasping the Islamic position on many issues and factors. Balance is such an important issue that the whole attitude of a mu'min or a believer when it comes to their efforts to attain success in the next life and the success in this life have to be balanced. A believer shouldn't focus all of their efforts solely for the next life in terms of dedicating their whole time to worship, prayer, fasting and these kind of acts of worship. But rather part of that development and that attainment of the next life is their balancing their responsibilities between personal worship, social involvement and the procurement of what they will live with in this world. So a believer has to be balanced and has to also work for their material life. And as we saw in the episode on employment, working is something that is encouraged in Islam. And indeed owning your own business is something which is encouraged in Islam. The first section in Mizan al-Hikmah speaks about the virtue of trading. In the Holy Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, O you who have faith, do not eat up your wealth amongst yourselves unrightfully, but it should be trade by mutual consent, and do not kill yourselves. Indeed, Allah is most merciful to you. So while Islam encourages a person to work for their material life, what is important is the way they work, the ethics by which they work. And in this verse here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala advises the believers not to wrongfully cheat each other out of money, but rather to trade with each other out of mutual consent and benefit. Because as we know, trust is one of the most important factors when it comes to the growth of wealth and doing business together. So the ethical code of a Muslim is such that when it comes to trading, they trade ethically, they trade fairly. And through that they build up the provision of this world and with the correctness of their intention, their efforts in building up this world are also rewarded in the hereafter. Imam Ali is reported to have said, Practice the various trades, for there is in them independence for you from what is in the hands of others. And indeed, Allah loves the one engaged in a profession. So here you can see the various worldly benefits and the otherworldly benefits of engaging in trade. One of the principal benefits of engaging in trade is a form of independence that the person who is engaging in trade attains. They are able to run their own life. And that independence and freedom is something that is very important for their development. They do not have to stick their hands out to other people and ask for handouts. And so they are not forced to tow any kind of line and they are not indebted to anybody. And also in this tradition, there is an indication towards the otherworldly benefit, which is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the one engaged in a profession. Imam al-Sadiq is reported to have said, Trade enhances the intellect. And this is something that we can see in our day-to-day lives. Those people that are engaged in trade are forced to be switched on. They need to think about how to make that trade in the best way. And as they engage and use their mind, their intellect develops. Whereas at times, people that are not engaged in trade, people that are not engaged in earning a livelihood for themselves, but are just using their time in laziness and other kind of pleasures, then the intellect of those people also suffers. The next subsection talks about abandoning trading. Imam al-Sadiq is reported to have said, Abandoning trading diminishes the intellect. So this is the other side of the coin of the previous hadith. Imam al-Sadiq is also reported to have said, when the clothes merchant Ma'ad ibn Kathir told him, 
I intend to leave the market while I have some money in hand, said, then regard for you will fall and you will not be sought for help with anything. The next subsection talks about the etiquette of trading. The Holy Prophet ﷺ is reported to have said, Whoever sells or buys must avoid five habits, or he should not sell or buy at all. Usury, false oaths, hiding the defects, praising what he sells, and showing disapproval for what he intends to buy. So these are five etiquettes here that are important for buyers and sellers. And that is that you shouldn't take usury, you shouldn't make a false oath about anything to do with that contract, and you shouldn't hide the defects of what you sell. You should not overpraise the thing that you want somebody to buy from you so that they are influenced and end up buying something that they don't really want or have the impression that they're buying something which is better than what they are buying. That doesn't mean you can't sell the product and explain its actual benefits, but you shouldn't overpraise the product in a way that would mislead the buyer into thinking that he's buying something that he's not. And also when buying something, a person shouldn't show disapproval of what they're buying. Imam Ali is reported to have said, The timid merchant is often deprived, and the bold merchant is often endowed with profit. And this is something that is also very well attested to in the world that we live. When a person takes calculated risks and really chases after business and clients, then those people are usually successful when it comes to business. Whereas if someone is very timid in the way they conduct their business and they don't put themselves out there, they miss out on that clientele and consequently on those profits as well. Imam Ali salam is also reported to have said, O merchants, knowledge first, then the trade itself. Knowledge first, then trade. Knowledge first, then trade. So as you can see in this hadith, Imam Ali salam is encouraging the traders to have knowledge first of the boundaries and the rules that apply to their commerce, of the ethical considerations that they need to have, of the belief system that they need to have before they engage in trading. Because without these prerequisites, then a person is bound to fall into problematic areas when they begin trading without that knowledge. And they will not be able to navigate that balance between this world and the next. Perhaps falling into sins and other problems such as ethical problems that could be costly for them in the next world. And Imam Ali in this hadith stresses upon that three times in order to stress the importance of knowledge before trading. Imam Ali is also reported to have said, O merchants, start off by seeking a good outcome from Allah. Seek the blessings in easy conduct. Draw near to customers. Beautify yourselves with clemency. Refrain from oaths. Abandon lies. Avoid wrongdoing. Be fair to those being wronged. Stay away from usury. And then quoting a Quranic verse says, Observe fully the measure and the balance with justice. And do not cheat the people of their goods. And do not act wickedly on the earth causing corruption. So in this beautiful hadith, the Imam salam has given some clear beautiful guidelines about how a person should conduct themselves. They should seek blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala both in terms of the success of the outcome and the ease with which to attain it. And then they should conduct themselves in a beautiful way with the people that they deal with. And they should be fair in what they're doing. They should help people that have been wronged. And they should give full measure. They should not be stingy in the way that they trade. And this attitude and way of dealing with people is such that people will be drawn towards that trader and his business will flourish. In the next hadith, Imam al-Sadiq is reported to have said, 
Whoever wants to trade must learn his religion thoroughly in order to know what is allowed and what is forbidden for him. And whoever does not learn about his religion and then practices trading will certainly get entangled into uncertainties and problems. So this hadith goes further to explain some of the concepts that we've already talked about. Imam al-Sadiq is also reported to have said, Any Muslim who excuses another Muslim for a regrettable deal, Allah the Exalted will forgive his lapse on the Day of Judgment. So sometimes somebody might enter into a contract and then afterwards they might figure out that that is not what they wanted to do or that is not what they wanted to devote their resources to. And at the same time, it is within the capability of the other person who they have contracted the contract with to forgive that contract and to let the person come out of it, despite the fact that perhaps it was a binding contract. If a person was to have mercy on his fellow Muslim in that situation and allow them to come out of the contract, then that is something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves and something that will be rewarded on the Day of Judgment. The section on trading is quite long, so inshallah we will continue with the same subject in the next episode.